host, Justin Yonts, and this is episode 61, and this is The Wrestling Show, and I'm going to talk about the AEW New Japan, I'm going to talk a little bit about Lars Sullivan, and I'm going to talk about my problems with WWE. I'm also going to talk about AEW, uh, Beach Blast, oh, excuse me, Beach Break, <laughs> New Japan, Raw, and SmackDown. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about R&R, Rough and Rowdy, as I watch that with some friends. So, stay tuned. So the inevitable has happened. AEW and New Japan are working together. There is a deal in place. We don't know how long or how far, but Kenny Omega and Kenta will be teaming up against Lance Archer and John Moxley on next week's Dynamite. So that should be exciting. But the most exciting part is New Japan and AEW working together. Now, now we know that when um, the former uh, head of New Japan, when he left uh, last year, at the end of last year, that that was going to open the door, and it did. So now we have the opportunity to have Kenny Omega versus Ibushi, which we've all wanted to see. Um, now, AEW apparently did go to... Um, did come to New Japan and wanted to work with them, and... New Japan kind of big-leagued them and said, no, we, we don't think you're going to succeed. How wrong they were. But now it looks like that that's out the window. Now, a lot of things are being put in place. We now know that on March 3rd, Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill versus Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet will happen. So they're going to have Shaq on their program. If there was ever a time, to do, I don't know if they can because of um, COVID restrictions, but if they could get, like, the Bullet Club to invade on uh, on Dynamite, I think that would be the coolest thing ever. I don't know if they can do that. I mean, I can dream, but I think the Bullet Club invasion is the way to go with New Japan. You've already got Kenta jumping, um, jumping John Moxley. Let's bring J.Y. out there. Jay White and and uh, the Tonga Brothers. And let, let's, let's have that kind of invasion happen. Maybe even make uh, Omega part of it again. I think that is the way to go. I think that's a cool way to go. Have this invasion. And then maybe you have CM Punk be the guy that they have to come back who kind of helps uh, AEW out when all is lost. That would be a kind of cool uh, way to look at it. I think that, but I'm excited for all the opportunities to see all these different matches that, that we've wanted to see. I mean, I'm just so excited because... This is going to be, it's, it's going to be great. Um, another thing that happened is um, New Japan signed a deal with Roku. So Roku is going to have some um, 
New Japan, uh, exclusive New Japan matches. It's not the greatest deal, but you know what? It's a step in the right direction. And hopefully they'll be able to get a bigger deal uh, later on. Um, AEW's uh, ratings were up, even though on NXT they brought out Edge. It did not... Um, it did not make the big dent they thought was going to happen. Um, we know that Miko Satomura is going to uh, debut in NXT UK next week. So that's a good thing on the WWE side. Um, Butch Reed passed away. That's kind of sad. He was a stalwart of the uh, 80s. Um... And Cesaro apparently has agreed to a new contract with WWE, which I think is foolish. But you know what? If he wants to continue to be with them, fine. Um, we also had um, apparently Diana Perrazzo and Steve Cutler had COVID-19 in January. So more and more people are coming out with saying that they actually have COVID, which is kind of... Um, Unfortunate. There's not really much to say about um, Impact this week, so I'm not really going to get into Impact. I'm just going to talk about... Um, now, this format is going to be a little bit different. Now, with Beach Break, I am going to run through probably the whole thing because I thought the whole thing was pretty good. Um, I'm not going to go in any particular order. Then when I get to Raw and SmackDown, I'm just going to talk about the things I liked because... As I said, I want to talk a little bit about um, my problems I feel with WWE, and that is the age. They're not making new stars. Now, Bianca Belair is a step in the right direction, as I said, but Matt Riddle looked like a fool again on Raw. I don't know how that's supposed to make him. Um, it looks like it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Edge, what I don't want to see, but there you go. I mean, that's kind of where they have to go now. Uh, Daniel Bryan... I don't know, he seems to be just nobody in uh, WWE, so I, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't think there's much more they can do. This is just, this is just the way it's going to go. I think uh, Daniel Bryan is, um, is done as a, as a main guy. He's a writer on the show, and he's just going to help put people over which I think is a shame because I think he has at least another two years in him. But you know what? If that's what he wants to do, then I guess that's what he's going to do. So I guess it's Roman Reigns versus Edge. I better get used to it. It's not what I want, but you know what? WWE never gives me what I want. Uh, Lars Sullivan has been um, released. Uh, apparently he had crippling anxiety and he no-showed and he... I think he's done with wrestling. It's kind of sad because he made a mistake and he seems to regret it every day and that crippling anxiety kind of hurt him. He was very nervous that it was going to get out. It did get out. Um, I feel bad for him. I know a lot of people want to take shots at him, say the white supremacist and the, you know, the anti-gay guy got what he deserved, but you know what? I, I, I think he already got his comeuppance and... I would have liked to have seen what he could have done, and I feel it's sad. I don't think AEW is going to hire him. Impact might hire him. New Japan might hire him. I, I feel bad for him, though. I really do. 
Uh, I think he had a chance to, to do something. And he just, I mean, look, this guy was, he was positioned to beat Cena and at, um, what was it, at not WrestleMania, um, not the last year's WrestleMania, but I think the WrestleMania before that. And the crippling anxiety got to him. Um, I feel bad for him, though. So, Lars Sullivan, if you're out there, I, I wish you well. I hope you find what you need to do. If it's not outside of wrestling, then and that's what you got to do. Um, apparently, WWE hired some kind of uh, creative um, continuity consultant. Well, I got to be honest with you. I don't think they're doing a very good job with that because I don't see it, and I don't see how they're going to do that. I, I really feel like WWE needs a guy like Roadhouse, like... Um, a fixer who comes in and says, I run the show. What I says goes. It's my way or the highway. You know, that type of guy. And tell Vince, Vince needs to step aside. I don't think that'll ever happen, but I think that's something that needs to start happening because Vince has no idea how to create new stars. And I don't know what, what to say. I just don't know what to say. It was, it's very apparent on Raw, and it's very apparent on SmackDown. They just, all they're putting their ebbs, they're putting all their eggs in one basket, Roman Reigns, and it's like, okay, so who's the next guy? They haven't thought of it yet. So those are my problems with WWE. Um, and when I come back, I'm going to talk about AEW. AEW Beach Break, or what a lot of us have been calling it, Beach Blast, but they can't call it that. Um, I thought this was a good show. It's not my favorite show. I thought um, the Winter is Coming show was so much better, but this was a good show. I thought this was, you know, they, they built to it. There's nothing there that I hate. I just didn't think it was the best. So let's start with The Wedding. I thought the wedding was good. We had Penelope Ford and um, Kip Sabian, their, wed their wedding. Apparently, this is their actual real wedding. They had the father, James Mitchell. It's always great to see him on there officiating it. And it kind of was played tongue-in-cheek a little bit there. Uh, their vows were very funny. Um, one thing I liked that they didn't come out to entrance music this time. They came out to actual like wedding music, so... They got that part right. WWE has never gotten that part right. They've never figured that out. Uh, Miro was great. Um, uh, the crowd started chanting, what is love? And all I could think of was uh, Night at the Roxbury, which I was a big fan of um, as a kid. My, fr my uh, friend and I would you know, dress up and try to be uh, both, um, both the Night at the Roxbury characters. It's funny, a, a little sketch on SNL became a movie. Um, I'd always like them to revisit that. I think that would be a fun thing to revisit. Maybe it's a dead joke and it really wouldn't work, but I think it would be kind of funny to see the two of them, uh, Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell, come back. But anyways, that's, not, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Miro, though, actually acknowledged it and started singing, you know, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> so that was funny. 
Um, and then while he was doing this, uh, he he made all these little uh, quips at um, yeah, what is it, Trent there, who is um, the young boy there. <laughs> and he, he says everyone is great here except for Trent, who's never had a girlfriend in his life. <laughs> I mean, Miro is the best fan. He's making this gimmick work. He is very funny. Um, uh, then, um, what's his name? Um, you know, his young boy uh, handcuffed him. So he couldn't help uh, Penelope Ford and uh, and uh, uh, Kip Sabian as they were getting beat. As they were getting beat up by um, you know, Chuck Taylor, not Trent. Chuck Taylor became his uh, young boy. Trent's hurt. That's the one, yeah. Um, yeah, Chuck Taylor became his young boy, and so he handcuffed him and, you know, attacked Kip Sabian and Pillow before, tried to, and she got pushed into the cake, and the cake opened up, and who was there? Orange Cassidy, huge pop, you know, helped him out, laid everybody out. He's so great, and his character... You know, you either love him or you hate him, but I, I just think it's so new, and it's different, and it's something WWE is not doing. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the tag match. Omega versus, and the Good Brothers versus Ray Phoenix, Pac, and John Moxley. Phoenix takes the, uh, takes the pen. Good match. I liked it. You know, it wasn't my favorite, but it was a good match. And But the big thing that happened here that everybody's talking about, Kenta showing up with a mask, attacking John Moxley, and them acknowledging him. It, Kenta, Kenta and, and John Moxley at, you know, in New Japan, they're going to have that for the U.S. title. And that got a huge reaction. The, the figure four online board went up like crazy everybody's going nuts because we knew as soon as you saw that it meant new japan pro wrestling and aew all elite wrestling together once finally finally together the the relationship is is happening and hopefully we get omega versus ibushi and we get the bullet club invasion all the stuff that we've been dreaming about can actually happen i would even say Put the New Japan guys in the AEW game. That would be even cool, cooler. Maybe that'll be something we'll uh, see. Um, but I, I thought it was a great main event. Uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker's really starting to come into her own. Thunder Rosa's a great worker. The, um, Thunder Rosa hits the exposed turnbuckle. Then Britt Baker puts her in the lockjaw for the win. Good match. Uh, the Tag Team Battle Royal. This was um, won by uh, Jericho, who eliminated um, eliminated Sammy Guevara. And Jericho takes the win with the Judas effect. But Sammy Guevara is not happy. Because he's like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, it's funny. It's always about you. So that Sammy Guevara breakup, it, it's coming. We just don't know when. I like this tag team battle royal. I thought it was good for what it needed to be. We got a Jade Cargill um, uh, video showing her lifting weights. She's a strong woman, very impressive. 
I'm rooting for her. I hope she has a great match because on March 3rd, it's going to be Shaq and Jade Cargill versus Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. This is Jade Cargill's first step on the big stage. As, I, as well as I think Red Velvet's been on Dark. I hope they tear it up and they just they really have a great match. Uh, Sting and Darby had a little uh, thing. Uh, Team Taz said they were kicked out of the building, but they'll be back next week. And Sting said he'll be by Darby's side. I gotta say, I like what they're doing with Sting and Darby because it's giving a, a chance for, you know, Darby to get the rub off of Sting. This is what you do with the older people, and they're doing it well. Um, Adam Page and Matt Hardy versus Serpentico and Luther. I don't know why Serpentico and Luther are on my television, but you know what? This was short, four-minute match, Lariat from Adam Page, but Matt Hardy tags in, scoring the pen, so it looks like we're going to get maybe a Matt Hardy and Adam Page uh, kind of feud. Uh, Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Archer, blackout pen. And like I said, it's going to be Lance Archer and John Moxley versus Kenta and Kenny Omega. Really good show, beach break, a lot of good stuff set up. I, I can't wait for the pay-per-view, and March 3rd is going to be crazy. That's the show to do an invasion. All AEW needs is that one little spark. Either the outsiders coming in, like in WCW, and then Hogan turning. They need something like that that makes everybody switch the channel and go, these guys are for real, and this is the future. So I'm really hoping the good things with AEW and New Japan. I think this is going to be awesome. And yeah, each break. Great stuff. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about WWE and New Japan. So let's start with New Japan. Um, I'm going to go into all the new beginnings in depth soon. I, I need to watch them all. But the big thing I wanted to talk about is Jay White has returned. So he is still with New Japan. That, I think we dodged a bullet there. I think Jay White, you know, working with AEW would be cool. And WWE, I do not trust them with a talent like Jay White. I don't think Vince would know what to do with him. Jay White needs to be a top heel. He needs to be a top guy. And in New Japan, he is going to be a top guy. I think at Dominion, we're looking at Jay White versus Ibushi. And I think maybe Jay White gets the belt back. That um, And maybe he gets a long run then. I don't know. Or he could win the G1. I, something big is going to happen with Jay White because he's just he's on the precipice of greatness. We saw, everyone saw that amazing promo he cut. This guy is the real deal. So next week, I am going to talk about new beginnings and all the stuff going on here. I kind of want to do that all in depth. Um, but I did want to mention Jay White returning. And as I said, New Japan and Roku deal. So let's get to WWE. Let's talk about Raw. Um, Drew and Edge had like a little confrontation. I liked this, I guess, because, you know, it, it makes Edge... Um, Shows Edge wants to, you know, face, you know, he's weighing his options. Then we had the Sheamus turn, which I'm like, if Sheamus is the opponent for Drew McIntyre, I'm like, 
I'm out. I don't want to see that. I don't care about that. I think that's just awful. I think one of the things that might happen is Triple H coming back and being the guy to face uh, Drew. That could happen. Uh, but this was good. Um, I'm still upset. There's no Fiend. No Fiend showed up. No Fiend. Uh, Riddle looked like an idiot. He got pulverized once again. Uh, Bobby Lashley, they're making... Or, excuse me, Lashley. Are, they're making him look really strong, but... Riddle needs to look strong, too, and he just looks like a fool. I don't know what he's doing. If he signs going back to WWE, then I don't know what to tell him. You know, you knew what you're getting. I mean, if all you want is money, then go have at it. Uh, Orton and Edge, they had an okay match. Um, it ended with uh, Alexa Bliss showing up and blood coming out of her mouth. And then... Uh, Orton gets the gets speared by Edge, uh, one two three. So that's how the Edge and Orton feud ends. Awful. That is not an ending that I really wanted to see, but it looks like that's what we're going to see. I just thought Raw was uh, awful. I, I think this is just an awful show. I wanted to see the Fiend return. I mean, what's the deal? Is he ever going to return? Or, or is this the thing? We're going to build up anticipation for that. Edge looks a lot older now. I got to I got to be honest with you. He looks older. It's kind of it's noticeable now. Um but you know what? I hope he I hope he does well. You know, I don't really want to bag on him too too much. I think he's going to I think he'll do a good job, you know. It's, it's not what I wanted to see, as I said on my previous, on my Royal Rumble podcast, but that's just the way it goes. There's nothing I can do. It's going to be probably Edge and, Edge and Roman. That's probably the way to go. Uh, but there you go. Bliss returning. Uh, with the blood and everything. I don't know what to say. It's just going nowhere. Uh, the Charlotte Flair lacy thing. I don't know. I don't care about that either. Let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, Roman and Edge, they had their confrontation. Roman, you know, said, my guys won't touch you. I give you my word, they're not going to touch you. And then he turned around, and it was uh, Kevin Owens getting late. Kevin Owens laying him out with the stunner. So at least Owens got some payback on Edge. I mean, on, excuse me, not on Edge, on Roman. Maybe that's the match. I, I don't know. Um, and then Edge just kind of looked at him and, and walked off. I mean, I don't know what they're what they're doing with that. Uh, Roman looks strong, cuts great promos. He looks like the, a leader, a million bucks. I don't know how we're supposed to expect that Edge is going to be able to take on Roman. I think, as I said, Daniel Bryan would have been the way to go. But Daniel Bryan faced Cesaro tonight, and he lost. So I don't know what to say. He's just a, a, he's just losing to stars. He's helping to make people up, and it's it's unfortunate. But that's what he, the way he wants to go. So there you go. Uh, Bianca Belair, Sasha thing. We're back to scripted lines here. 
Bianca Belair cuts such an awesome promo after the Royal Rumble, and then it's like, now it's back to, say, the verbiage that we want. Um, I'm really rooting for Belair. I think Belair versus um, Sasha is the way to go. And maybe Rhea Ripley versus versus Asuka. I think that's the next way to go. Those two things. But we shall see. So that's what happened in uh, the wonderful WWE. I didn't like any of it. Um, But that's the way they're going. And I really don't want to talk anymore about it. Now tonight, I watched R&R Rough and Rowdy. Um, friend we had over wanted to watch this, and so we did. And we were going to do live commentary, and we kind of did, but it doesn't sound very good, and uh, we weren't, like, attentive the whole time. The, it was headlined by Jose Canseco versus uh, Billy Football. Uh, Billy Football beat Jose Canseco. It kind of looked like Jose Canseco just kind of conceded, and he just went down to his knees like, I don't want to do this anymore. Come on, I'm tired tired it didn't look like he really beat him but that's the way it goes he was probably well paid for this actually i know he was well paid for this and um, this was just a paycheck for him Uh, a lot of these guys were not athletes it's one minute rounds and there's three rounds so the equivalent of one round in ufc is what these guys were doing a lot of sloppy fighting you would have expected that you know guys that are going to be on you know, a pay-per-view or on streaming would, you know, train a little harder for this, but, you know, that's just the way it is. A lot of people not really in shape. We had one knockout that was brutal where the guy got knocked out and he was down for like almost two to three to four minutes before they were able to revive him. So that was, um, that was cool. Um, it was fun all, all around. Um, nice little show. Um, some people are going to call it, you know, sexist because they have the ring girls and everything and they're really flaunting the TNA aspect of it. And, you know, they're not very good fighters. Um, there's some athletes there that were good, but it was fun. It was fun. I had fun watching it. Um, but Jose Pacheco, yeah, did not did not win. So a 270-pound guy lost to a 245-pound guy. They had these belts, they had little people fighting, they had women fighting, Uh, one of the ring girls fought, it's it's a nice little blend of everything, it's not the UFC, it doesn't look professional, it doesn't look professionally shot, but you know, they're all having fun out there, it feels like an indie show, Uh, my mother made reference to ROH, I'd say ROH is better athletes, but you know, yeah, kind of does look shot like ROH, Um, but yeah, it was fun. If you if you want to see something, you know, just some knockout, you know, fights, not a lot of coordination and uh, technique, then this is the show for you. If you want to see, you know, women, you know, parading around with ring cards and uh, fighting, then this is the show for you. If you want to see Jose Canseco, you know, get humiliated, this is the show for you. So that's what I have to say about R and R. There's not a lot to say about it. It's fun little show um it's 20 bucks you know i don't think you can go wrong with it nice three hours you know you get a lot of fights and uh i mean one thing i didn't like was they played music while they fought and like 
that would not happen in anywhere else. But I, I don't think they did that well uh, for the Jose Canseco uh, Billy football fight. But it's good. There's a lot of you know there was a lot of trash talking on Twitter that led to this. Um, my friend talked about it. Ricky, he said that you know that that this was set up two years ago and from Twitter, and then this is how where we got to and. I don't know, I was expecting more of an explosive fight, but, you know, it's Jose Canseco. He's a lot older. I don't think he can do it. And he said that his shoulder was torn. He said it was already torn. And it's like, okay, so what are you doing fighting then? Um, some guys got COVID, I heard, before, so they had to change the thing. As I said, wear masks, people. Be careful. But uh, that's about all I got to say about R&R. And, uh, yeah, I want to say thank you for listening. And, yes, you can find me at my handle, at Justin Yards. And I will see you next time on the DMF. <laughs>